Hello and welcome to Blockchain Gaming World. We're on episode 74 and uh, I'm your host, John Jordan. And joining me this week is Han Yu, who's the head of growth at Nod Games. How's it going, Han? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. And thanks for, for, for coming on the, uh, the the podcast all the way from uh, South Korea. So um, Nod Games is um, a, you know a fairly new company, been around since uh, 2019, but is focused on blockchain games so you're you're ideal for the uh, for the podcast thanks very much for coming on um and you've actually have two games uh, out so we have uh, you've released first crypto sword and magic which is running on the eos blockchain still is running on the eos blockchain and most recently and i guess most of our focus today will be on uh, league of kingdoms which is uh, an ethereum based 4x game which is in uh, beta at the moment um so so great to have you on um you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into blockchain Yes, sure. So before I was in the blockchain, I I worked for the consumer electronics industry. Then I got interested in the data and how data can be stored and managed transparently in the blockchain. And that brought me to seek my another adventure in the blockchain space when I got back home from working in the States. And I was fortunate enough to find and join my current team, Not Games, and that was the start of this journey. And as you say, Nod, Nod Games uh, kind of just started out, and, and you're pretty small as, as a team, but you've already got two games out. So, so obviously you're kind of uh, really working fast and working hard to kind of uh, kind of get two games out in a in a short period of time. I mean, I was I was really kind of myself was very impressed about uh, what we can do uh, within the very short period of time, as you just said. Uh, so the company Nod Games. Our team was founded uh, March 2019, and then for about three months or so, we developed a RPG game called Crypto Sword and Magic, which is a like traditional turn-based RPG game that that is kind of pretty fresh type of game that that have never been existed on blockchain. So uh, it was a it was an interesting project and. We made the game for the EOS community, and without the you know TPS and the speed and usability, the user experience on EOS would be great for uh, a game like that. Yeah, so that's about our first project. And toward the end of last year, 2019, we launched our. Uh, our crypto sword and magic on Clayton as well. The Clayton though has the Kakao's blockchain, and if I'm if I'm correct, I think we were we must be the first game on Clayton, and and the game is is currently running right now. Uh, you can also download it from Google Play Store, and also uh, um, I think it's not currently on iOS yet, but yeah, it, it will eventually be. Um, and and uh, that's about November last year. And then after around that time, our team uh, was actually starting off working on uh, this new strategy game, MMO strategy game uh, called League of Kingdoms. Um, so we've been working on developing and polishing the game until recently, and we did a Kind of last minute uh, land pre-sale on June, and then we 
uh, launched our beta version of PC-only game on Oli July. Inter inter uh, interrupt you there. So we're going to spend most of our time talking about League of Kingdoms because that's the kind of the, the new game. That's kind of the, the one you're focused on. But I, as I as I did play kind of Crypto Sword uh, and Magic quite a lot, and 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 that was I found that quite interesting because it was definitely one of the most polished games I, th I think. I mean, there's there's a lot of blockchain games out there, and they all kind of try and do different sort of kind of things, and some are more focused on kind of the kind of clever blockchain integration. And I just kind of thought um, Crypto Sword and Magic was was one there that just felt like a like like a normal <laughs> use the term a normal game it just looked like a normal game you went in there you kind of you know had really you know in some ways a kind of a simple kind of 2d game where you have a you know you have your character and you're getting like more gear and there's kind of a, a quite a lot of focus um on on kind of getting gear and enhancing gear and and then building up your character and then you can do you know do harder quests and get better kind of uh drops and then all this sort of stuff um but it was just really it just really appealing, I thought, and very kind of um, had like an idle mechanic, really, that you were setting them off and then leaving them in the in the background. So, did you did you did you learn anything from kind of um, launching that game um, that kind of fed into League? Because um, in some ways they're very dissimilar. Because one's like a an kind of idle ish kind of mid core RPG kind of for mobile, and one's more like a you know a strategy game. So so there's the, in terms of game design, I guess they're quite different. But I wonder in terms of look, you know what you learn about blockchain people who play blockchain games was there any similarities there anything you any learnings that you took from one to the other that's a very good question as you said this those two are very different games uh for the crypto sword and magic we were kind of first in the space and wanted to more focus on bringing more of this type of uh, you know normal traditional games to the space and see if it works and and uh, actually we got pretty good traction and learn a good bunch of stuffs about blockchain gaming and uh, we were reaffirmed that the uh, good gaming contents would work on the blockchain as well um, so there are many but to pick one uh, takeaway uh, that 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 the economy is the core of the blockchain games but it needs to scale out of crypto to be successful. Uh, so it means that to evolve into next level, we must be able to speak to the mainstream gamers and have to involve, involve them into the economy. Because it is when you when you play the game. So I've been playing the beta pretty much every day uh, since it since it came out. <laughs> so um and and um at the moment, as you say the moment it's just like a PC um uh, kind of browser game and and you you have to log in but you can just log in with Google and there's I guess the majority of people will be just playing it as a as a you know a strategy kind of forex kind of um kind of game where you're building up your kingdom and going out and kind of raiding and, and killing monsters and, and collecting stuff. And if you're in an alliance, or I've got an alliance, so we kind of uh, try to help each other out in the alliance <laughs> and stuff. And, and you wouldn't even really know it's a blockchain game if you're just you know kind of ca casually playing it, um, and, uh, unless you go into kind of like the uh, the land system. So I think that's that's where. I, from my point of view, that seems where most blockchain games are going now. Whereas previously, they had like put the blockchain kind of thing first and said, "This is great. It's a blockchain game. Look at look at our great blockchain features." And everyone went, "I can't get into your blockchain game. I don't know what MetaMask is." But it seems like you're definitely, you know, in the going in the right direction where you're saying, "We've made a great game. Come and play it." And then if you get into the game a bit more, here's some other features that that you might be interested in. Um, you know, and I think that's definitely 
the, the approach to be to, 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 to be taking. How, how you, how's the beta going so far? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good, actually. Um, pretty good. Um, so for three uh, weeks, I think it was launched on 3rd of July. So uh, during that time, we have currently more than 7,000 kingdoms, possibly some duplicate accounts, but pretty good traction uh, with only PC on with, with the game that, that has only PC browser only. Um, and in terms of in-game purchases, uh, we grossed, grossed more than 80k US dollar uh, worth of you know in-app purchases that that that, that took, took place in game for that three weeks period. Um, yeah, it was it was it was pretty good, going pretty well so far. Yeah, and we're very looking forward for our uh, future performance with with most of our native apps out. Mm. I, have to, I have to say, so I play a lot of, I have in the past played a lot of those kind of kind of 4X games, and but never really got into the alliance and, and spending money because when you get into the kind of deeper part of the game as, a, as like a, a more kind of power player, you have to get in a, into an alliance because that's how you kind of get, get the better rewards. Um, and then the, the, the kind of clever monetization in those sort of situations is if you buy things um, and you're in an alliance, and everyone in the alliance also gets things. So you have this kind of multiplying kind of effect going on. So, so, so of your eighty thousand dollars, I think I've spent fifteen dollars so far. So I'm <laughs> a small, small part of that. Um, but it, but it is, is kind of yeah. I've been really enjoying just the basic kind of, kind of, uh, kind of game cycles of it. But clearly, we're talking about it because it's um, also has blockchain elements. So, do you want to talk a little bit about how you've thought about how you're bringing blockchain into into this sort of game? Uh, two things that drawn us to this type of, you know, 4X MMO strategy game. Uh, first is, uh, as pre-mentioned, our development team's affection about strategy games. They wanted to build this game so badly, so that was one thing. And second thing is uh, the position of land uh, in this type of a game uh, is really important. So if you think about other games, the probably most important Part of the gameplay is to, you know, invade, raid another kingdom's uh, kingdom's territory, and you know, take over their mines and resources, uh, whatnot, right? And and, and uh, in most of the traditional MMO strategy games, those lands are really kind of users don't don't have any control over these lands. Uh, this is owned by the game developer, and game developers like once in every day, like once in every week, they uh, create another continent, like create another server, and then host another hundred and thousands of users in there. So it's just kind of a disposable parts for them, uh, with the gamers have no control over them. So I think we 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 believe that we can change that with the blockchain technology and specifically the NFT ERC seven twenty one uh, type of tokenization technology that we can give the, you know, the per permanent provenance to this type of lands and we can transfer the ownership to the users so that users can actually control and own the game. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you, you've done like a, you did a pre-sale, didn't you? So you've sold like a small proportion of your land so far. Correct. It was actually we were planning to sell a little more than 3000 but we eventually end up selling only only selling 3000 but it was it was kind of a last minute announcement for us we 
the land pre-sale on June, but we, I think we, if I'm correct, we did the, the first announcement like mid May or something. So we have only a couple of weeks to uh, raise awareness, but our project and also this land pre-sale. So anyway, so uh, for that pre-sale, we sold 3000 lands. Um, and that's actually pretty much it out there. <laughs> mm -hmm. But but as well as kind of the kind of fundamental thing of, of you have kind of ownership of the, uh, you know, the, the kind of the, the players potentially have the ownership of, of, of the world themselves. And that's a, mm -hmm. a scarce kind of kind of a resource. Also, one of the interesting things you're doing with the land is your uh, when you own land. I have one small bit of land somewhere. Um, it kind of drops it drops um the in-game resources which are not crypto resources they're just the standard sort of you know gold stone uh wheat and um wood i think is that right yeah they're the ones um uh, so, so so you, you just basically you, you can kind of you harvest those in-game um, resources but then also you have a um connection with dye so your your land also um kind of generates dye so that you have this kind of interesting economic model can you talk a little bit about how that works yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the our land tokens are unique in that in that it has development system in it. And this development system actually leads to those two resources that you mentioned, a resource reward and also uh, the development reward, which will which are give, given out in the form of die. Uh, so basically users who own this land can develop uh, their own property by, you know, uh, building their kingdoms on top of the land and mining resources, or maybe using also you, they can use consume crystals to, you know, develop their kingdoms. Um, as, and yeah, that's how they can accumulate a, a point card development point. And this development points is what determines the development reward, which will be die, and also this development points determine the land level, which will lead to the quality of resources that are spawned on that land. So basically, that leads to the first the resource reward. So yeah, um, so by developing these lands, the landowner can are are uh, rewarded with five percent of the resources that are. Uh, harvested within their land. Uh, it could be by their own kingdoms, but it could be uh, any other kingdom that you know that that are settled on that land, or some type, some other kingdoms around in the vicinity uh, that send their troops to mine on your land. Uh, you get five percent of all of them. That's the resource reward. And second is the development reward, which will be given out every day every 24 hours uh, based on the in-game in uh, net revenue, about 10% of them will form a development reward pool. And this development reward pool will distrib distribute based on uh, the development points of each and every lands that are owned. Uh, so unowned land, like no man's lands will not get any uh, development uh, rewards in, in that. So that's basically the, you know, the, how this you know, process works. 
the token, token economics works uh, around our land tokens. Um, yes. Which is, again, kind of going back to your kind of original kind of idea that, you know, land is in these games, you know, important and, and, and obviously kind of psychologically people like to kind of own things. But if you're owning things and you're getting more in-game resources and you're getting, you know, die as a as a kind of crypto currency, as a token, um, that, that, that that's kind of really interesting because then you're, you are driving land as a as something that is has value beyond just the value of in the game because you can obviously uh, if the game continues to grow and have more people then there's more money going into the game so these things are generating you know starting to generate in kind of potentially significant amounts of passive income for the people who own the land then they then that land can then be traded of course so you have this mm-hmm. hopefully this great economic model where the, the success of the game flows into you know kind of money that people can make by holding land um so i think it's really really fascinating to see how that um kind of feeds in and it and it is um i guess kind of part of what we're seeing in a in, in quite a few kind of blockchain games now i know you you know the guys at axie infinity and they're very keen on these sort of you know people call it kind of play to earn models or, or just, just the ways of, of using blockchain um and and kind of spreading the success of a game among the players which i think is something that's really missing among traditional games where you just pay money and you get a nice experience. You enjoy the game. You're happy to pay the money, but that's kind of it. And the developer has total control. Now we're kind of seeing a very different sort of, um, I think, relationship between developers and, and players. Yeah, that's correct. So we, when we, you know, socialize with our community, like talk to our community, you know, uh, we're, we're saying that our role is to reinvest uh, for better game contents at as, and and uh, do a marketing campaign to attract more users and funneling them to the Genesis continent, which is our our continent in in game, which the game takes place. Um, and all these landowners uh, in in our community, it's their role to attract more users and incentivize them and maybe encourage them to you know enjoy the game and maybe develop uh, with them, the, the develop the ecosystem with the landowners. Um, so I, I think there is pretty interesting, you know, uh, different type of roles that we play uh, if you compare with traditional games where game developers have all the controls um, and they get all the in-app purchases uh, they don't pay back. I mean, they, they don't return a penny to the users. Uh, I, I, th- I think this is really kind of a noble type, type of dynamic on, on blockchain games. Absolutely. Totally agree. So, um, <clears throat> good. The game's kind of in beta at the moment. Um, obviously, you've got, I'm sure, a, a, long, a long list of features that you um, are planning <laughs> over the next kind of months. Um, can you talk a little bit about kind of what that roadmap looks like uh, maybe over the next kind of kind of few months um what, what kind of features we should be expecting sure sure uh, so we're still kind of in the early stage of game so we're keeping our, our eyes on the community's feedbacks and also how the game economy develops um but in in a high level type of blueprint that we had before we launched was that we're gonna have a governance within game where where the users can voice their opinion uh, for let's say like the, a blockchain voting where they can cast vote 
for the leadership of the continent, the congressional leadership, uh, which will determine uh, this group of group of leaders who will determine very very critical matters, critical decisions, policies for uh, you know uh, for running the continent, like maybe changing some balances in game uh, or, or that type of sorts, right? Uh, and that's one thing that we want to uh, eventually implement in game. And uh, another thing, the second thing that we we have. Uh, we have plans for is introducing our skin system. So in in our game, currently there is two NFTs. One is resource NFTs. I mean, the first is obviously the land NFT, and second is the resource NFT, which is uh, users can optionally tokenize into NFT and trade. Um, and we wanted to add another more more uh, more sort of a collectible type of NFTs, uh, which we we haven't decided the name, but it, it will be it, it will be like a skin. So the skin NFT will be introduced into game, and the skin NFTs will be uh, very will will give kingdoms a very uh, cosmetically unique type of appearance uh, and also it will come with different type of magical buff so that the kingdom will get for example like 10% buff on their productivity like you know or maybe uh, training speed whatnot yeah so so uh, these skins will be uh, supplied probably sometime some some point uh, this year that we're planning on. And that that's, that two thing is actually what we have uh, planned for. And right now we we're also contemplating about possible DeFi integration in the future, because uh, once our, our our game economy stabilizes, I think there is a lot of opportunity with these uh, Dai reward streams and. Uh, you know this economy that are built on our Genesis continent can uh, can have a really big synergy if we if we have uh, more DeFi options on to to implement. Yeah, yeah. I think again, a lot of developers are looking at uh, what's going on with DeFi at the moment, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> All these tokens and and yield mechanics being um, kind of brought up, and it's actually something we talked talked about with Axie last week that it's. It's interesting on the DeFi thing, where it's obviously that's just driven by kind of financial value, and that's what's driving the situation now. Whereas, actually, what's interesting, I think, for for even for DeFi companies, and I think that's why we see Maker looking at games is games kind of allow you to do some of that stuff, but within a like a really much stronger community. You know, I think with yield farming, we've seen people will use yield farm compound because they get more money out of it, but they don't really care about compound. If something else comes along, they'll take all their money out of compound and stick it in something else. Whereas with games, if I've been playing a game for a, you know a few months. I'm quite committed to that game, you know. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go and play another game just very easily because I've, you know, started playing this game. I've got an alliance in this game and and, and maybe making some friends in this game. So I think that'll be a really interesting um, synergy in the next kind of year when we start to see, um, yeah, DeFi companies thinking about how how they can operate with games and certainly with games get to more scale. That'll be that'll be fascinating. Um, one thing I will ask. Um, so. Uh, what what are the plans for mobile? Is it is it the game coming to mobile at some point? Actually, 
is we're right now at this point, uh, as we speak, uh, today we have our iOS app out and yesterday we have we have Android app out. So you guys can find our app on both Google Play Store and Apple App Store. Okay. We have, we have breaking news in our podcast <laughs> launch today. Excellent. Good. We will, we will put put the links in so people can can, uh, can go and download it. Excellent. Good. Well, lovely. Great to talk to you, Han. I'm sure we can uh, come back in, in future months and see how this game is progressing. As, as I say, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm for the first time I've um, got an alliance going. If you want to join join my alliance, join come and join the uh, the random knights. We're, <laughs> we're pretty random. Um but uh, yeah, if we seem to be helping each other out, and, and uh, hopefully we'll—I don't think we'll ever be one of the, uh, the most powerful <laughs> alliances in the game. Um, but it, it's going well, and I'm enjoying it. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you. And thanks, listeners, for for listening to uh, episode seventy-four of Blockchain Gaming World. Um, hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, come back, please do subscribe. Uh, we're available through all the usual podcast channels, uh, and every week we're talking to the the people who are driving forward the. Uh, the inevitable rise of blockchain games taking over the world slowly, slowly but surely. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, please do subscribe. Um, you can find me on Twitter at blockchain uh, GMG. But uh, thanks for listening to this episode and hope to see you again next week.